And this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Uden. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Ba'aloscha. Parshas Ba'aloscha, according to the Chinuch, contains five mitzvos, three positive mitzvos, and two restrictions. We have in Parshas Bahaloscha a kind of unfortunate roller coaster ride. We begin the Parsha literally moving forward to Eretz Yisrael. Moshe invites his father-in-law to Accompany B'nai Yisrael, Do'isa Lanu Le'enayim, and you will be an inspiration to us. Why? We all accepted the Torah. I don't want to say because we had to, but we all went through the experience of Yitzias Mitzrayim. God performed these incredible wonders for us, and we responded in kind to Him, namely, Nasev Nishma, we will accept your Torah. Yisro was not in Mitzrayim. Yisro comes on his own volition. For Yisrolonu le'enayim, you will be, says Moshe, to his father-in-law, a incredible source of inspiration. What do we find shortly thereafter? Ouch! The Torah tells us that we have the misonanim, the people are complaining. This is separated by the tupsukim of Vahibin Soa and Vunucho Yomar and the inverted nuns which partition them off, regarding which the Talmud teaches us at the end of the Gemara Shabbos that in reality there are not five but seven books of the Torah, because the book of Bamidbar might actually be divided into three prior to Vahibin Soah, these two psukim of Vahibin Soah, and that which follows. We were about to go, and that which follows is unfortunately the sliding of B'nai Yisrael, they're asking for meat, kivros hata'ava, and unfortunately paving the way for next week's parsha of Shlach and the Meraglim. I'd like to focus, however, on the very end of the parsha, whereby we encounter the speaking of Miriam and Moshe, and Aaron, excuse me, about the brother Moshe. In the context, the rabbis explain it, that when Moshe was so frustrated that the people were complaining, so Moshe said, that's it, I cannot do this alone. Hashem tells Moshe to gather 70 elders, and in order to do this, each tribe, 12 tribes, each present six men, but that is 
12 times 6 is 72. Rashi explains that of these 72, only 70 of them, as God ordered, were worthy to become members of the Sanhedrin. And each passed by, pulled out of a designated bowl, a piece which either said Zokain, that they are a member of the Sanhedrin, or it was a blank. Two individuals were taught, and they're identified in the Torah, as Eldod and Medod, said to themselves, for sure, we're not worthy. They didn't even go. In reality, they were worthy of becoming part of this Sanhedrin and attaining prophecy. And so they prophesied, the Torah tells us, Bamachana, literally in the camp. And so the rabbis tell us to connect the dots when Tzipora, Miriam's, excuse me, Moshe's wife, hears them prophesizing, she instinctively says, I, I feel sorry for their wives. So now the secret was out, namely that Moshe had separated himself from Tzipora, to which Miriam and Aaron say, wait a second, is Moshe the only Navi? Come on, we too are Nevi'im, and we did not separate ourselves from our spouses. Now, in reality, if one looks in the fifth book, when Moshe recounts for the Jewish people in Parshas for Eschanan, the Aseris Hadibros, and the events leading up prior to and afterwards, so Moshe tells the people that after the revelation, Hashem in chapter 5, Pasuk 27, sends the people back to their respective spouses. Shuvu lachem l'ohalechem. Literally, go back to your tents. V'yatoh and you, Moshe, po amodi modi. You stay with me. So Moshe literally took his cue from God that he was, after all, on call 24-7, and therefore Moshe separated from his spouse. Hashem calls an emergency meeting of Moshe, Miriam, and Aaron, and he teaches them and us for all future generations, that there's a marked distinction between the prophecy of all other prophets and that of Moshe Rabbeinu. And indeed, there is within the Rambam's 13 principles of faith, the Rambam has number 6 of his uh, Yud Gimel, Ikorei Hadat, Number six is Anima Min, I believe with perfect faith that there is Kol Devrei Nevi Im Emes, that there is prophecy. Number seven, 
אני מאמין באמונה שלמה שנבואס משה רבינו עולב השלום הייסו אמיתס. That there's a distinct difference between all other prophets and the prophecy of Moshe. Where is that coming from? That's coming from the end of this week's parasha, whereby Hashem, in His praise of Moshe, says in chapter 12, in Bamidbar, verse 8, literally, I will speak to him, mouth to mouth, straight, literally in a clear vision, and not in riddles, Usmunas Hashem Yabit. And literally, at the image of Hashem, does he gaze. Now, what does this mean? That Moshe sees the image of God? When we know, and every child knows, God is incorporeal. He has no body. So what does it mean that he sees the image of God? Rav Herschel Schechter Shlita, in his introduction to his third Sefer, Ginas Egos, has a beautiful understanding of these three words. He cites, number one, the Ramban. In his introduction to the Torah, the Ramban says, based upon the verse, Kishem Hashem Ekra, in Ha'azinu, when I call out God's name, which is the verse that teaches us that when one studies Torah, we ought to first recite a bracha. Shem Hashem literally means the name of God. And the Ramban says that indeed all of Torah is Shmos of Baruch Hu. Now this is most esoteric and mystical, and we can't understand it, but it means that just as the shame, a name, represents the essence, the essence of God is His Torah. And he cites further the Chofetz Chaim, in his Shem Olam, chapter 12, as much as says that the Torah is not simply a description of God, but a photograph of God. Now, we don't mean this literally, but just as when one sees a picture, one has a greater understanding of the subject. If we want to know the subject called God, we get to know Him through His Torah. And this explains a very interesting phenomenon about Torah. I don't believe there's another constitution in the world that has laws that never were applicable. And the Gemara in Sanhedrin 71 suggests that there are those that say that the Bensorer Umora never happened, never would happen. Bayez Hamenuga, the house that was afflicted with leprosy, and Ir Hanidachas, the city that was literally uh, burnt and all the inhabitants were killed. So if these never happened and never would happen, why are they in the Torah? 
And the Gemara says, Drosh v'kabel schar, literally, to study it and get a reward. Now many understood that to study and get the reward is the reward of Talmud Torah. But the Balatanya suggests that the reward is that you get a greater understanding of God. In other words, our Torah is the means with which we connect with Hashem. As Rav Chaim Boloshina says in Nefesh HaChayim, who the Diburo Uritsono Echad, God, His speech, His Torah, and His Ratzon, His desire is one. Meaning that the Torah is the Ratzon. This represents the will of God. And this is the manner in which we connect with Hashem. We connect with Him by studying His Ratzon. What does He want? And we get to know Him by studying Him. But I'd like to carry this one step beyond. So literally when the Torah says that Moshe saw the image of God, the picture of God, it means that Moshe had a greater or the greatest understanding of Torah and of God than any other prophet than any other individual. But I believe that there's a very powerful lesson for each and every one of us. Namely, that to know God is to love Him. We say this every day, twice a day in the Shema. You are to love God. How does that happen? Through His teaching. Once again, now, how does one get to love Him? by learning his Torah, but we now see from this week's parsha of Baaloscha that learning his Torah is not an academic pursuit, it's not an intellectual pursuit, but literally the next time you open a Sefer, the privilege of saying to yourself or even out loud, I am sitting down, to study Torah, the will of God, this is affording me that opportunity of getting to know Him. Because, indeed, the more one learns, the more one knows. And the more one knows, the more you get to love. Finally, in the last chapter of Pirkei Avos, we are taught that one who studies Torah in the first Mishnah, in the last chapter, Malbashto, that the Torah literally clothes and makes the person fit for people enjoy counsel and wisdom, understanding and strength from him. How is that? Because the more you take in of Torah, in all areas of Torah, the more one has imbibed the divine, and therefore one is able to provide this kind of counsel and wisdom which flows from the person, from the opportunity that they had from connecting by studying his Torah. Moshe is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe had 
the most perfect picture of God, but all of us, each of us, in our own way, when we sit down to study Torah, we connect and literally get to know HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What an incredible privilege. Shabbat Shalom.